Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with me, and or I'm sorry, with us as always, not just with me, with us as always is the uh, Sultan of Sporadic Bizarre Comment. I don't know. I can't think right now. Uh, Mr. Superfan Mark Piscati. All right, wait, wait, were you going to say I was weird? Weird, weird Mark? <laughs> weird Mark, yeah. With our Mark. latest review? Yeah. <laughs> Mark's Joe, did weird. You, did you have a, a, a clever, clever name for him this time? Um, no. Oh. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. And I'd like to apologize to our... The artists. Abbot of Awkwardness. <laughs> the Abbot of Awkwardness. All right, yeah. Uh, I'd like to apologize to our listeners, though. Last time I didn't set up my mic correctly, and... Uh, Brian, I know you noticed it, so uh, shout out to Brian, uh, hey friend Brian, of the show. Hey, Brian, what's up, Brian? Hey, guy. Brian, hey. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I had this a little mic issue. sponsored by Brian. Yes. This is, uh, and so last time, uh, last time was a fun episode, I gotta say. I loved the top ten. I like all of our top tens. I got to, I, I have a little list of stuff that I didn't really watch last time that I, I will now, so I'm, I'm very excited about it. And uh, uh, this one, of course, this week is Scream. But before we get to that, let's talk about anything that we watched uh, that was non-theme related. Joe, start us off. Uh, I started watching a Netflix series called Archive 81, which is based off of a podcast, which I believe now is in season three. The Netflix show is on season one, of course. It is about a gentleman who is a movie archivist. He finds uh, lost and destroyed, you know, um, dirty, rotten old videotapes, and he's able to clean them up and get them digitized. And he is asked by a individual if he could bring back to life a certain number of video cassettes that they have found in a fire in an apartment complex that was supposedly haunted in New York called the Visser. I am on episode four of eight right now. It, what I've seen is very suspenseful. Uh, it does a wonderful job. The, the gentleman who is doing the cleaning of the tapes is in present time, but they keep flashing back to this girl who was a news reporter trying to do like an oral history of the Visser building and these are her tapes. She was videotaping everything. So I'm normally not a big fan of found footage. However, this found footage, they they use it more as a portal mm-hmm. to go from present time through the fo- uh, found footage back into, I believe it's 1994 is when the uh, videotapes were originally recorded. It's It's very compelling. It's very well written. They do a decent job of jumping back and forth in timelines. You don't feel lost. And I'm very intrigued. It's it's kind of like uh, Lost and Stranger Things and The Shining all wrapped up uh, in a neat little eight-episode show on Netflix. And again, that's called Archive 81. I highly recommend that one. Yeah, I started watching that one. Uh, we we wa- actually watched the first episode based on your recommendation. I think somebody in the Facebook group might have 
been yes. the first to bring that's, that up, right? That's how I stumbled on it. I saw somebody made a comment and said, are you guys watching this? Yeah. And I wasn't, but I am now, and I'm liking it. So Yeah, I, I, I think her name was D. D. Caprick. Uh, okay. uh, well, shout out to D. Thank you for thanks, the recommendation. Thanks, I, D. I, I, I watched the appreciate fir- it. Or we watched the first episode last night. and So did I. It, it was, um, I, I thought it was really intriguing. I like it. And, and I see what you mean about the found footage. There's some found footage in it, but it's not all found foot like the scene there'll be a scene where they have found footage in the scene but then they'll cut to just a regular camera you know what i mean like a regular shot like you'd see in a movie uh or a tv show or whatever but it so it's it's it they just use the found footage to kind of supplement i guess what what they're showing but uh, who's yeah. who, who, who's the uh the name of the lead actor in this series do you know? He's really I Yeah, good. I don't know. I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen him. Anthony Mamudo. Anthony Mamudo. He's great. Um, I've never sorry, seen him before. That's backwards. It's Mamudo Athi, A T H I E. Yeah, he's really good though. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. I've never yeah. seen him in it, in anything. No. Actually. I haven't either. I I don't it's refreshing. think I, I don't <laughs> think I've seen anyone in the show so far, but it's it's really good. I like the way it's shot. It's very Interesting the way it's shot. Uh, reminds me a, a lot of like Ari Aster kind of direction and and camera sh- camera shots. A, a little Kubrickian too, I think. But it's it's a very well made show, and I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Hopefully, it goes someplace interesting because a lot of times when they build up this massive mystery, sometimes the payoff isn't all that great. But you know, There's we'll also see. some really good background '90s music. Uh, yeah. if you're paying attention. Very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, what else did you watch? Uh, oddly enough, I watched Hotel Transylvania Transformania. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it was. I like this series. It's really good. Never and seen one. Even despite, I haven't either. Despite the fact that you're missing now the heavy hitters of Adam Sandler and Kevin James, they're no longer doing the voices. The other supporting cast is still there, and it's fun. It's a good, great kids show. Um, yeah, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen I it. I don't say blah, blah, blah. I, I would highly recommend start at number one and work your way up to this one. How many uh, are there? There's four. This is the fourth one in the, in the, in the series. Huh. Maybe I should make this like my next pick for the franchise that we watch. Oh, no, Joe. <laughs> no, Joe. It'll be it'll be goddamn it, Joe. Like but it's nonstop. I I like the idea that there is a cartoon, family friendly, Halloween type themed yeah. movie series out there for little little kids to watch yeah. and get comfortable with these characters and eventually grow up, you know, liking them. Yeah. So, no. I mean, I I I should probably check it out too because I did love. Monster House, and yeah. no, I never saw that. Oh, it's re- it's really good. Yeah, it's that, really that's good. Uh, CGI animated, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Monster House, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Corpse Bride, all those things are great. Never it, saw Nightmare Before Christmas either. It like, <laughs> oh, Nightmare. You never saw Nightmare Before Christmas? No. Well, that's no. not that's not CGI. We need to do a whole. It's live it's, action. It's stop motion. Yeah, or stop motion. Yeah. We we need to do a whole episode. Nothing on just kids Halloween movies. I would do it okay. because back in the I'm I'm well versed in it because back in the day when we would hold our Halloween parties, uh, we would most of the people that we were inviting over 
it was a family friendly one and they would bring their kids and we used to set up a big, you know, like inflatable movie screen outside and run the projector and we would run family friendly kids Halloween movies for the kids to sit in the around the campfire and watch. So, so is it a Christmas movie or is it a Halloween movie? Yes. Both. Yeah. You you mean Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a Halloween movie. Yeah. I mean Is it a musical? Yeah. Yeah. By Danny Elfman does all the Danny Elfman from Oingo well, I like Boingo. Danny Elfman. He does all the music for it. I actually saw the original cast performing it at the Hollywood Bowl two or three years ago. Love the soundtrack. Yeah, it was great. Danny Elfman, uh, you know, uh, the, whole cast, the whole original cast, including Pee Wee Herman, uh, what's it, Paul Rubens, he was, yeah. he was there, and uh, who plays Sally? I, why can't I think of her name? Catherine O'Hara. Uh, oh. and And all of those people, the whole original cast was there to, to sing it, and uh, it was, and then they had, like, they had the proscenium arch and all this stuff done up with like uh, like this projection lighting on it. It, it, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Is the main character Johnny Depp or is that somebody else? No, it's, that's Corpse Bride. Uh, Danny Elfman is the main character. Danny Elfman? Voice? Yeah, he, yeah. Plays, he plays Jack Skellington. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even heard his voice. Huh. Huh. Boingo Boingo, you've heard his voice. It's a dead man's party. Yeah, he was a pop star singer well before he started composing like incidental music for movies. What 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 songs does Oingo Boingo do? Dead Man's Party, which uh, you've heard the, probably a million times. They did the theme for um, Weird Science. Oh, Weird Science. That's yeah. Oh, that's Danny F. Elfman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his cool. band is band Oingo Boingo, Boingo, but he was pretty much the one who wrote everything. And, yeah. Okay. Anyway, what else? Did, what else did you watch, Joe? Uh, other than that, Matt graced Mark and I both with a gift, which happened to be Mandy, the first and only Nicolas Cage movie that I have in my um, <laughs> the first Me too. of many library. Me the too. first of many. <laughs> and I gotta say, uh, Mandy is definitely a movie that I watched. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like it, Joe. Uh. It was interesting. Um, <laughs> I didn't think it was bloody, brutal, or gory. I don't. It was trippy. I mean, I got yeah. to see um, Bruce Wayne's dad's schlong in it. So, <laughs> oh, that was him. Yeah, that's Br- in the first yeah. in the, uh, the original. Yeah, that's oh, Thomas that Wayne. is him. That's Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That full frontal nudity was was a little disturbing, but oh, and since um, we did, it was one other thing that I watched, uh, which is the uh, Green Knight. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Joe didn't like that either. That Joe was another like movie it. that I watched. Well, so I, that's Mark two and I movies were, that I'm never going to watch again. Mark, Mark and I were texting. We we kind of figured you weren't going to. Yeah, like yeah, we, yeah, we we yeah. yeah we knew we knew it we, was, I, I saw it coming. It was really yeah. pretty. It's shot very well. It's gorgeous to look at. I just it was it's kind of a masterpiece. Bored. It's yeah. a masterpiece. Yeah, I, I thought it was a masterpiece. Yeah, Mandy, though, uh, this movie I loved. I loved Mandy. Uh, this movie is a crossbreed of uh, uh, the animated movie uh, Heavy Metal, I thought, with uh, a little bit of Road Warrior yeah, and yeah. 
maybe uh uh it reminded me a little of David Lynch. Oh, totally David Lynch. Oh, yeah. so I'm yeah. right on that. Oh, yeah, I haven't very seen much, I haven't seen much, many yeah. David Lynch. I've seen like Dune, Wild at Heart, and which I love Wild at Heart. It's I love Did that see, movie. Have you seen Blue Velvet? No, I haven't seen oh, that movie. Oh, that's that's his like that's his I I know. I got to yeah. see Blue Velvet. I, Blue Velvet. A lot of people I've been telling people it's like it's like, have you seen Blue Velvet? And they all do the mask. They, oh, yeah. Paps Blue Ribbon or something. Yeah, I, so. I mean, I I love David Lynch. So so uh, Panos Cosmatos is right up there with him in my book. I I just love that kind of cinema. I like that name. <sighs> like if well, I ever got a dog or had another kid, I'd name him Panos Cosmatos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the hell. Did you know that uh, Elijah Wood produced this? Mandy? No. Mandy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow. It, I think like I a, think it was because he was a big fan of uh the Panos Cosmatos first movie, uh, which was under the Black Rainbow, which Joe you will not like at all. <laughs> um, but it but I, I think he was a huge fan of that, so I think that's why I think he got Panos Cosmatos is going to direct the next Hotel Transylvania installment. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah, no, Mandy was like the trippiest movie, um, horror movie I think I've ever seen. I, I was in a trance, like the yeah. first 25 minutes of this film. And then when he starts, when Nicolas Cage starts doing his like little montage of building, creating this this monstrosity of a weapon. It's yeah. baddest, <laughs> baddest looking weapon I've ever seen. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and I was like, when is he going to use it? When is he going to use it? I, I had a blast with this. It was yeah, so fun. He, I, I love the scene where he goes to the, the biker gang, that weirdo biker yeah. gang house and just starts kicking ass. I, I thought, it, I love that movie. I have questions about your opinion and I don't know if this is spoiling it or not. I mean, he survives at the end, but there's theories that, there are several places throughout the ending of the movie that he actually died hmm. and that the rest of this um, is just, you know, like fever dreams of, you know, like when he gets, when he goes into the biker gangs uh, lair, like he was already dead. Hmm. And then there's also the theory that when he opens up that jar and he tastes that LSD or bad LSD, whatever they were, tripping mm-hmm. on yeah, yeah yeah that that from that point on the rest of the movie didn't even exist it was just imaginary yeah. which is why at the end his girlfriend or whatever is sitting in the car with him you know he's got that really yeah horrible yeah. shit eating grin as they're driving down the road yeah, yeah. so i was just what, what do you guys think the ending of all this when it actually ended i mean i i just Went. I didn't think of it as yeah. Took it in face terms value. Of it. Yeah, yeah, I took it at face value. value. I yeah. just it was it was just really fun to watch. I mean, just w- with the chainsaw scene, then he's just trying to get it going. <laughs> and then the guy chainsaw. gets giant chainsaw. Just, yeah. just from the I, from the I, rock, I really it, just, it just kept going and going. Yeah. I'm just like, oh man. I yeah. did like the chainsaw fight. Oh, uh, it was great. Yeah. Oh, it was it, fantastic. And the the scene where where Nicolas Cage just goes full Nicolas Cage when after Mandy. Oh, in the bathroom. Yeah, in the bathroom. So loved it. And I've got the t- I've got his his tiger shirt and everything. Yeah, um, I love that movie. It's just one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a homage to eighties and yeah. just 
great guitar riffs all the way through the movie. I had a blast with it. Yeah. Um, I might I might have to rewatch it again under the influence, maybe or something, because that'd be yeah. fun to watch. <laughs> uh, what else did that, you watch, Mark? That's all uh, I had. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I, oh, was that yours? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was Mandy. Yeah. It, well, I watched Mandy, and I uh, I finished up uh, season one of Yellow Jackets. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and let the darkness set us free, man, because this. This series is amazing. It's so yeah. so good. I can't wait for season two. There's mm-hmm. there's so many uh, uh, plot holes that are in this that needs to be filled for me. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to talk about you know theories and whatnot. Um, but um, I highly recommend uh, Yellow Jackets. Uh, if you haven't watched it, please start it because it's it's a fun ride. It really is. It's so interesting. Yeah, it's a really and good well film. acted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Juliet Lewis is 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 I, I I need to see more of like her later uh, acting career because uh, she's great in it. So yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I took it easy. I, I I watched a lot of horror the past uh, like four weeks ago, and I took it easy. So. Yeah, I mean, I we we all watched yeah. a ton. Uh, I do want to touch on a couple that I watched before the last episode, um, just to touch on them. Uh, I wa- oh, I guess we already talked about Candisha. Did we talk about Antlers last time at all? It wasn't on anyone's list or anything. No, I no, did I, watch I, that, I and, it. and it was it was pretty good. I I really wanted it to be a lot better than it was, but uh I gave it three and a half cuts. It's entertaining. It's it had some spooky moments. Uh but but it you know, I, I think there was a lot of hype built up about that movie and I don't think it quite lived up to it. So if you wanna watch it and you just temper your expectations a little bit, you might actually come out of it saying, Hey, that wasn't so bad, you know. I I've I felt like I had too high expectations and great creature effects yeah oh yeah i thought the creature effects were really cool and there were some moments that i thought were really good but it kind of it just felt a little convoluted to me um but i you know i also think that some of these movies i might have appreciated more if i hadn't jammed them in the middle of watching a whole bunch of stuff so and then another one i want to talk about was one that joe had recommended and that was rose plays julie that was a pretty interesting slow burn kind of uh it's I don't know that I would say it's horror that's the only thing even though it's on shutter i i the reason it I don't even think it was on my list at all was because i ju- just didn't see it as horror and I know and I don't want to give away anything, but it is a bit of a rape revenge in a way even though and and rape revenge is considered a horror subgenre so you know movies like i spit on your grave and and those kinds of movies are in that genre revenge but but this one for one thing very puzzling yeah i don't know i mean i liked it and and i and it's definitely a slow burn drama but i wouldn't say that it's horror and maybe towards the very end but not really um so But it was it was a good movie. I did give it four cuts. I really liked it, but I just couldn't classify it as horror. What? And I think that's what you had texted me too, Joe. Right. I was um, 
really puzzled with why it was on Shutter. I mean, I suppose yeah. if I was, uh, maybe if I was a female or maybe if I was a female that had been in that situation, this would definitely be horrific of an experience for me. Um, but just, you know, like we've discussed earlier tonight, face value of the movie. I, I liked it. I, I'm in agreement. It was a good movie, very slow burn, which is, uh, rare for me to like something like that. But, um, it was, uh, it was good. I just didn't really think of it as horror. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love slow burn, so it, it was right up my alley, but it, it just didn't, you know, it didn't, I, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah. Like you said, I'm surprised it was on shutter because it just doesn't feel like one of those, even the movie revenge, which is on shutter. And I highly recommend that one. That's, that's a really good little action, uh, rape revenge kind of movie. And it's excellent. I think it's, I can't remember if it's an American movie or French. It's in English, I believe. Um, but it's, it's a really, really tight, like just a hold, you know, hold no, no, what is it? No, hold no bars. What's that? What is that term? Hold no bars. Uh, hold no, no. Isn't it? No. Holds no bars. Isn't that a no Hulk Hogan barred. movie? No, no holds, holds barred. No holds barred. Right. That's a wrestling term. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. No holds barred. That's a no Hulk Hogan barred. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, this one wasn't at all like that. It wasn't really even so much about the revenge as it was about other things that I don't want to get into because it would be too spoilery. But uh, it was a, a good movie. Uh, another one I watched was that I did not care for, but I wanted to give Joe Mark the opportunity to talk about it because I know you did like it, and that was Blood Red Sky. So um, I, I, that's one that you recommended, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really liked it, and I don't think anybody else. I think everybody else had a hard time getting through it. Um, it's, uh, it, I, I don't. It, it's a foreign film. I, I don't know what country made it. Um, but it's, it's basically um, a yeah. mother and a son getting on a plane. Uh, they have to get to New York, right? I, I believe. believe so. Yeah, it's been a while since I saw it, but yeah, yeah. they, they got to get to New York, and then uh, the the plane is hijacked, and uh, it's revealed that I don't. Is it a spoiler if I say it? Um, I not really. It, I mean, because well, it so, comes okay, out pretty yeah. early. Comes out pretty early. So you know, uh, something's up with the mom. Yeah, something's up with the mom, and uh, it's like executive decision, you know, with Steven Seagal and Kurt Russell. And it's it's uh, and va- but, but vampires. <laughs> yeah, vampires. There's vampires on the plane. I thought it was a blast. I was enthralled all the way through the movie. It might have ran a little bit too long. Uh, I believe Matt said you know this could have been condensed in a really good ni- 98 minute movie, and I think it went for an extra half hour, maybe even 40 minutes. I think, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. I I, I thought it was good. Yeah, I I just it I thought it went on too long. I just didn't I, I wasn't into it at all. I didn't find it all that great. But um but and I also I think a lot of Netflix movies they kind of it's nice because they let the director do his thing, but a lot of them are just way too long. Like you can yeah. you, it just feels like they'd be so much better if they were just a bit tighter. I thought that that one that everyone's loving the uh, uh up in the sky or 
or something like what's the don't one look with, up don't look don't up, look up. And uh, I thought that one was a bit too long for a comedy, you know, even though it was a satire and, and had a political statement to ma- or statements to make social re- relevant statements. It still, I thought, was a little bit long. Yeah. Uh, and, a, and a lot of movies on Netflix, I think I feel like they could use some judicious editing. But anyway, I, and Hold then the other the thing. What's that? Pull in the reins on uh, yeah. these films. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But. Uh, David Lynch actually has a series, a uh, TV series on Netflix that's going to be coming out in the next year or so oh, uh, boy. called called Wisteria, I think, or something like that. <laughs> but then, oh, the, other, the only other two things I want to talk about were I, I did finish this first season of Yellow Jackets, and I'm assuming there's going to be another season, I guess, right? Yeah, it's already picked up for uh, oh, season it? Okay, two. Okay, yeah. okay. And... I did finish. I don't know if I talked about. Did I talk about Dexter? No, no. That that wrapped up as well, and that was a good. I thought a pretty good send off for the series. It was a good it, because the first the first finale series that they had several years ago was terrible. It was the ending was awful, was and it's considered one of the worst finales of a big big time series ever and yeah. this one i think is a proper send-off it was a good good season not i i would say it's you know top four or five of their best seasons it's not like the best but it's it, it's still it brought back that you know some of that thrill. it was a little it was a little abrupt though i thought at the end did you watch it yeah oh okay i didn't realize that yeah but, yeah but I, I liked it. I thought it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. And definitely yeah. worth your time, I think. It is. It is worth your time. It Yeah, and way better. And Yellow Jackets, I agree. I think Yellow Jackets is fantastic. And I think it set it up, set itself up well for season two. I hope it, like, I, sort of like the other show that we were talking about, I, I hope that it doesn't create this massive mystery that it doesn't know where it's going you know i hope they have an idea of where they're going so that so that it has a good payoff but yeah i i feel like yellow jackets would be perfect just three seasons and that's it then then cut it cut it off yeah. three seasons don't don't go too far like yeah lost but they, they definitely are setting it up that there's more to you know than what yeah. what's been going on the whole season so very good, excellent show, well worth your time. And then the other one I wanted to watch, which is, I I think, borderline horror. I don't know that I'd say it's horror, but it's borderline because it does have to do with an apocalyptic event, a, a, a novel flu virus has swept through that is highly contagious and highly lethal, has swept through the population, and... That happens in season one. It's oh, it, I'm sorry. The show is called Station Eleven, and it's on HBO Max. And this is probably one of the best series, just in from top to bottom, in a long time. It's really tight, really, really strong, uh, and very, very, very well done. So I, I, I can't recommend this one enough. It is, it uh, even though. The, the the concept or the the idea of it doesn't sound like maybe something you want because we have what Walking Dead and all this apocalypse and and pandemic kind of stuff. But this, believe me, this is done so well, and it it is really um, 
it's it's almost hopeful in the way it sees a post-apocalyptic world, even though there are trials and tribulations, but it's almost got a, like a hopeful uh, quality to it and a, a bit of a, you know, an uplifting kind of thing. It's, it's really well done, but I, that one I really enjoyed. And the way the story comes together, I don't think there's going to be another season of it either. It looks like it's, it's basically from what I've read, it's a, it is a one and done season. What kind of what virus it, is it? It's does it like it's a it's a novel novel flu virus. So okay. like right, this kill, is a it kills novel men and women and children. Oh yeah, it or, kills okay. everybody and anybody who gets it. There's maybe some people who are immune. Oh, yeah, there are some people who are immune, and then some people if they just hold themselves up and wait it out, which is what a lot of people did. But basically, it wipes through. Probably, I don't know if if they ever said, but it seems like about ninety percent of the population, okay. and. And it, it, which is, I mean, novel flu virus. I was reading about it. That what we're dealing with right now is a no, has been a novel coronavirus. But if a novel flu virus ever comes through, that is a flu virus that humans have never been exposed to and have no immunity to. If if one of those that's deadly enough swipes, and and it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Uh, that will be devastating. And so, I think The Walking Dead they had a graphic novel virus. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is that a joke? Yeah. Graf- graphic novel. Graphic. No. Graphic. Oh, graphic virus. <laughs> I got it. Thanks, Mark. You welcome, Joe. It was horrible. actually very clever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, I I highly recommend Station Eleven. I'm gonna mute myself now. No. <laughs> I, my brain isn't working very well tonight, boys. It wasn't an all rise moment. Don't worry, Joe. You're fine. No, it wasn't that it was bad. Good, it was a good joke. <laughs> uh, it beca- mostly because you didn't make us suffer through it for like five minutes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So now that we have gotten through what we've watched up to now, we are now at that moment where it. <laughs> I don't even know what can I'm you, saying right can now. You say, I'm so, can you say now a few more times, please? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's Sorry, talk guys. about the Scream franchise. I, I, I should uh, make a, dis- or a, what is it, full disclosure, Disclaimer, people. Yeah. I, I actually came home uh, from work today symptomatic, and, and where I work, there's been a ton of COVID, so I'm a little worried that I have COVID, so... It's going to be a great episode. And, uh, my, he- my head is a little cloudy right now. So uh, He's anyway, had half a bottle of cough syrup already. <laughs> He's nyquiled in. I wish. So this this series is Scream, and let me just say, I have nothing to say, but I do. I would like Joe, if you're going to do theme song music, there's two that I really think of with this show. What What is one of them, Joe? Red Red Right Hand. Okay, Red Right Hand. Red What's right the other hand. one? Uh, and it's not a song. Oh, yeah. It's... Da, da, na, na. No. That's the Sydney one. That's the, the Sydney one. The Dewey song. Oh, 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 don't, the cowboy. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't. It's don't. kind of a David, almost like a Twin Peaks kind of sound. Anyway, one of those would be fantastic, Joe. Hey, okay, we'll go with Red Right Hand. Hey, let, 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 let me ask you guys a question. When, when, when you're doing research for these franchises, it, are the songs constantly in your head all those two weeks? 
because it is for me. Sometimes. Red right hand was in my head. Yeah. A bit. yeah. But yeah, that was that was in my head. And, I had uh, forgotten that Red Red because now I've come to associate that song so much with Peaky Blinders. I don't know if you guys watch yeah. that show. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love but that. It's, which that's the theme song of Peaky Blinders. So I, I had suddenly converted that in my mind to being a part a part of Peaky Blinders and. And it, it's very much part of the Scream franchise. I still, whenever I hear that bell chime, after he says red right hand, when I hear that bell chime, I immediately, in my mind's eye, I'm seeing Woodsboro. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. like, like the camera open, panning down. Way up on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open square of the town. Yep. Yeah. 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 And yeah, the ghost true. face mask hanging and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, the Scream franchise, we are talking about part one first, right? Yeah. Yes. What, what are your thoughts? Oh, actually, take it away, Mark. This was your. This was Mark Buscain's yeah. choice this oh. time. And he, he loves this franchise. And I will Love say it. something. Uh, first, I want to say... That my wife got me for Christmas. Now I want to show you this, and 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 people on in the in the audience, uh, you can't see this, but I'm going to post this on our social media or our website or something. And this is my wife got. We we're cracking up because she got this for Christmas, ordered it in November. It just showed up today. This is supposed to be. Can you t- can you guess what this is? It's Michael Myers. Okay. Uh, uh, figurine but it's it's a garden it's a midget it's a garden gnome it's a michael myers garden gnome but <laughs> look at this face this does not <laughs> and the hair well it's kind of like it's, it, kind, it, it's it's the gnome it's like if you took michael myers and crossed him with a garden gnome that's what you'd get it looks like lady elaine fairchild from yeah from yes oh god she's creepy Oh yeah, from uh, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Oh her? Yeah, it looks uh, like Lady land Elaine. Land of Make Believe. Yeah, in the Land of Make Believe. It looks like that. And the hair, I I have a feeling, you know how garden gnomes have those stocking caps or whatever? I have a feeling yeah. they just kind of covered it in hair because look at how high that. It's like a it's like yeah. a beehive. Yeah. It's the most and the nose it's the most ridiculous. <laughs> so we were cracking up about this. He's got That's a yellow part five mask. He's got yellow, yeah. <laughs> He's got yellow gloves on, which and and it looks like some kind of a an ascot, maybe. My, Michael Myers never had either of those things. <laughs> anyway, take it away, Mark. Scream franchise. <laughs> Scream franchise, nineteen ninety six. With Scream, it was really you know a groundbreaking with just the uh, the meta nature of the whole horror genre. I mean, this is this was uh, a lull. Uh, in the 90s where uh, with, with slasher films, like the classic horror movies we grew up in the 80s, such as Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th had come to a halt. And uh, all those franchises had run its course, basically. I mean, it, it, some were added on like later on, but they were well over five films. And for the first time since the, since the 1970s, uh, horror was taking a back seat. And then in 1996 came a movie that was not only directed by the late amazing Wes Craven, but a writer, Kevin Williamson, who wrote a clever and brilliant screenplay on what if a group of teenagers who were well-versed in the horror movie genre was put into a horror movie situation. 
And this movie uh, was lightning in a bottle. It had the perfect script, perfect director, and I think uh, a perfect cast, including Randy, Jamie Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Jamie Kennedy's great in this movie, Joe. Joe and I will get to Jamie Kennedy before long, I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, it, I mean, talk about... Um, I remember uh, seeing uh, uh, the trailer uh, in Matt's apartment, and I, I remember seeing it... That was and, our apartment, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really seem like it. I was kind of, I was kind of on, on, on a futon. I was, li- I, I was living large back uh, in 1996. Let me hey, tell we, you, we were young. We were young. We were young. <laughs> but uh, I remember seeing the trailer on the TV. I was like, "Holy shit, that looks amazing!" It just, it was because I was a horror fan, and I knew Matt was like a Halloween fan. But I still, to this day, uh. Living, you know, Joe was living basically across the street from us, uh, down on the corner. Yeah, and and I really didn't it was know Cinescare, that you could... Waveland Avenue in Chicago was Cinescare yeah. Central back in nineteen. <laughs> if you were around nineteen ninety seven on Waveland, Waveland and Avenue, Waveland, Waveland and, Ashland. and Ashland, you were seeing us being dorks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, I I remember seeing it opening night, and uh, I saw it before Man and Joe, and I remember saying to Matt, just going, they they talk about Halloween a lot, a lot, and yeah. it was I was so pumped, and I believe Joe, you and I saw it, didn't we? Yeah, I think you went yeah, to it during so. the day opening day, or yeah. or maybe you might have gone on Thursday night. I don't remember I, now, but you went before I don't remember. us. And yeah, you I did saw it before. And then you came and you were like, "Oh my god, they t- it's like a it's like a celebration of Halloween this movie." It is. And uh, so then I think you and I and Joe and maybe Joan I don't remember now, but the th- at least the three of us went to go see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and talk about like just uh what an amazing beginning this uh this film had. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Sure. Um so Drew Barrymore, uh, Casey as Drew Barrymore, and Steve. Um, mm-hmm. Why did they have to die? So I, I, the motive, and I know this is spoilers, but tough shit. This came out in 1996. If you haven't seen it yet, it's 26 it. years ago, guys. So um, <laughs> the 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 main killers were trying to kill Sidney Prescott because of what her mom did. Mm-hmm. That is totally unrelated to Steve and Casey, not to mention uh, Kenny, the film, uh, the videographer for Gail Weathers. They are not, uh, I, these these two kids are just simply mass murderers. Right. They are yeah. killing anybody, Well, regardless of motive. I think the, I, I actually, I'm glad that you brought this up because I did see an explanation of this on a website that I, as I was doing research. And one of the things that they said was that there is some reference and I don't remember this and I didn't go back to watch it. But there is some reference to. Uh, oh, God, what's the guy's Stu. name? Stu. Stu. Well, there's some reference to Stu Mocker having dated Casey and that Casey dumped him. Yeah. And started dating this other guy, even though Stu, I mean, he, it's, you know, it's not like he was slumming it with Rose McGowan, but, yeah, right. yeah. but at the same time, he was, he, I, he was still mad. And so that, and 
they said that that would put that, that there had to be two two ghost faces at the house that night, right? Yeah. Because right. Um, her boyfriend is out in the back, and there are things happening in the front of the house too. And they actually break it down. This website that I found, they actually break down. Oh, who, I saw that too. Yeah. Did you see that where they break down who had to have been the killer in yeah. each of these spots? And yeah, it's it was, really, it, really interesting. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. And and so they they said that their explanation for that was that there is a reference that he had dated Casey and she dumped him. Yeah. Okay. So why kill Kenny? Who's Kenny? Kenny, Kenny was it, the uh, film guy Gale from Gale Weathers. Uh, well, I mean, basically, man. I mean, it, you got to get rid of the witnesses, and it, or else he would have just been standing around, you know, by the van. I mean, yeah. I mean, Got probably it. attrition. You know, they're probably just trying to get rid of obstacles by that point, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I mean, they gotta get, they gotta get, you know, that final scene, you know, together. And if you got a cameraman just hanging around, that's just not going to be good. Got to take him yeah. out. And also, he was, you know, there with Sydney. So, yeah, I mean, pretty much they whittled down all of their friend group to just. And anyone else hanging around to just Sydney, Randy and Sydney, Randy and Sydney. But and I think they really wanted to get to just Sydney because he tried killing Randy before that, right? Yeah. Well, he so, was about to. He was about to kill Randy, and, yeah. and he heard Sydney screaming, so he took off. That was um, actually uh, uh, Stu that was uh, ready to kill right. Randy, and then yeah, because uh, Stu and and uh and Billy actually hold the knife differently in in the film. Um mm. so yeah. Interesting. Yeah, oh, uh, did you know that Drew Barrymore was supposed to be Sydney in yeah. in the film? Yep. Yep. And she opted out. She's going, "You know what? I think I want to be Casey." What a brilliant idea that was. I I had read that there were scheduling conflicts. She had a scheduled yeah. prior uh commitment and so couldn't do it and so they made her Casey. Oh, is that how it went? Yeah. Yep. Huh. So, but, well, I mean, it was great because the scene was iconic and it really launched her career. I mean, uh, or relaunched her career yeah. by that point because she hadn't done, she had had, you know, trouble as a teenager. You know, she did E.T. in a few movies at that time, Irreconcilable Differences and a few others. But but then she kind of went through that period, I think, that where she was, uh, drug rehab and drug rehab and alcohol or whatever and then she was ready by that point i mean can you imagine you already gone through that in your life and you're still only in your whatever early 20s early 20s yeah so but <laughs> hey yeah. um speaking earlier about uh the music that you associate with these films uh let's also not forget the incredibly horrible don't fear the reaper cover that's playing when Sydney's up in a room and uh, oh, Billy's like that climbing version. Oh, that, and then let's not also overlook the horrible Creed songs in part two. <laughs> no, Creed, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's Your poster some, on the dorm room wall. Yeah, yeah. There's Creed's some bad. Also there's some in, clunkers. Uh, Scream three too. Yeah. When when she's kind of where his girlfriend's walking, you know, from the shower. They, they're playing Creed, so someone must love Creed. Yeah. No. I know yeah, who I see, love, and that's Arthur Fonzarelli, uh, who did a wonderful job as the principal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did, well, did you talk know, about they, some they, stage acting with that, with uh, Henry they, Winkler. 
there's no, and what the question you should have been asking is why did they kill the principal? Why did they feel the need to do that? Yeah, there's another one. No, and, that, that's, and it, that's totally actually easy. I know why. Yeah, I know why too because I I watched I listened to the interview with Kevin Williamson and and it was the the studio made him do it. Oh, I figured it was because they had Fonzie's jacket was hanging up in the principal's office's closet, and they wanted to to take Fonzie's jacket, so you got to kill Fonzie. No, that's not why they no, killed him. They, the, they killed they killed Henry the principal Henry Winkler because they had to get the, all those kids out of the house, and that's why that happened. It's because they, so they he could was, cancel school. No, they so when the police find the body, then all the kids just say, "Hey, let's go see our principal, dead, our dead body principal, hanging you know oh. up and on that mat." So that's why they all left. Yeah, it yeah, all makes yeah, sense. The, in the in the interview with Mick Garris, he said that what happened there was that the Weinstein's came back and said there's not enough there there's not enough violence in this part of the movie or there's no killing there was like a big stretch from uh, the beginning for a while there where there was absolutely nobody killed and they said you got to add somebody so that so he just threw that in there and uh, he, it wasn't a part of the original script. But it there makes was plenty sense. of there was plenty of scissor sound effects though in that scene. Yeah, that was some bad acting. <laughs> that was some real bad acting with Henry Winkler. Oh, man. I, but I know, did love I, the mirror when he's checking his hair like the fonts. That was great. Yeah, I thought. It, yeah. I mean, I liked Henry Winkler in it and everything, but yeah, I thought I thought the worst cameo was Wes Craven himself in the as oh, the janitor. Is Come yeah. on, that's going a little bit over. I know everybody What'd loves that part, and it does crack me up when I see it. But when you think of it, it just in terms of the movie itself, you're like. Yeah. Come on now, that's a bit. You mean that that was worse than Linda Blair as the reporter? Oh gosh, she was over the top. Well, I mean, (laughs) at least she wasn't spitting pea soup or or doing something to make. You know what I mean? Like she was just a reporter. If Linda Blair was like the lunch lady in the cafeteria, right. dishing, yeah. out pea dishing out pieces, that would have been great. That would have been, been awesome. That, oh, that's Joe. brilliant, Joe. I have that's a feeling brilliant. the next scream is going to have that in it. That would be great. If, if anybody there listens to this podcast, that will be in the next one. Here's the damn soup. Yeah. Um, and and now we have Mark's clip for the end of the show. No, 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 no. There's plenty of Matt. You got plenty of Matt clips. Uh, well, I wrote down some notes on this one. Um, love the opening, of course, as we talked about. Fantastic. It's so tight. It's it's just really well done. Uh, and... I didn't realize I didn't, or maybe if I did know this, I had forgotten that there was a huge bidding war for this script. Like this is only his second script. He, uh, Kevin Williamson wrote, well, the original title was killing Mrs. Tingle Mm -hmm. and they changed that title to, to uh, teaching Ms. Tingle, but, Oh yeah. I thought you were going to say driving Miss Daisy. (laughs) 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 who has COVID here Um, (laughs) I think it's funny (laughs) maybe maybe I'm not able to catch these things right now I don't think I've seen teaching Miss uh, I haven't either but he he that was his first script that he wrote and and he that one sold and then he wrote Scream, and there was a huge bidding war. Like, it went into a big bidding war. But he was allowed to have all kinds of credit. They put him on the, on the set. They had him all over the place. 
uh, helping with casting. I mean, this is something that doesn't happen with movies. Like the writers, writers are heavily involved in television. They're not heavily involved in, in, in movies. Once you sell your script, if you get to be a part of it at all in terms of rewrites or doctoring or whatever, you're extremely lucky. Once you sell it, somebody else has it and you, they don't have you on set or anything. The next time you see anybody involved in the movie will probably be at the, the premiere, you know, yeah. So at any rate, uh, that, but anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, drive down to the McKenzie's. That's what Casey's parents say when they come into the house. They, they say drive down to the McKenzie's. Laurie Strode says that, uh, run down to the McKenzie's in Halloween. There's a, obviously tons of little, uh, homages to, Halloween and and John Carpenter all horror movies but it it was really a love letter to Halloween. I thought this it really one was. mostly I I felt like they could have added I don't know why they they in one of the sequels didn't decide to do an homage to Friday the 13th cuz Wes Craven was involved in Friday the 13th and and you know, I, I he was friends with them. I don't know why they didn't, you know, d- decide to do something something similar in a later movie. As a, as a Friday the Thirteenth fan, I I mean, I I don't think I would want that though. I it just doesn't. I don't think it would really fit with you know the characters like being in the. I mean, I guess you could. Well, have I guess I mean they could have. Yeah, gone they that go route. to summer camp, you know, or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. But what? So wait, what, what about Randy? What, what, why do you guys hate Randy so much? Well, let, let me get to that. Okay. Uh, Skeet Ulrich is Billy Loomis. Of course, Loomis is a is a common name used in a lot of horror. But this one it was a reference to Doctor Loomis, Doctor Sam yeah. Loomis, and of course, which was a, a, a reference to Psycho. Uh, Gales. Let's see. Theory of uh, Gail's theory of Cotton's innocence is is just ridiculous. It doesn't seem like there's any like she wrote a whole book about it, but there's nothing laid out. Like her whole idea of it, it doesn't make sense. Like it, it. I don't know. Uh, I love also how the Halloween music sort of becomes incidental music to this movie in a while, just because the movie is on at the time. Yeah, and. Yeah, I just I don't know Jamie Kennedy. I just find him really annoying, and and Matthew Lillard too, maybe to a, a lesser extent. But in this, and I like him in some things I've seen, but I I don't think I've liked Jamie Kennedy in much of anything I've seen. But but I I in this I just I found them just a bit too annoying, and Jamie Kennedy just you he's just so sort of two dimensional in caricature, and everybody else is is very real, you know. And and very uh, fleshed out. I feel like all the other characters are are feel more like real kids, and he seems kind of like a caricature to me. And I, I think just, Jamie Kennedy really likes Jamie Kennedy. Well, that could be, but he's his know. biggest fan. Yeah, <laughs> although, although uh, Matthew Lillard, I think it's funny that all of these scream movies are just a big real life version of Scooby Doo mysteries because they're always like pulling the mask off at the very end to find yeah. out who the killer was. And then this is the guy that goes on to play Shaggy 
in the Scooby Doo movies. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then Sarah Michelle Geller is also in Scooby Doo, and she's right. in Scream too. So that's yeah. two alums right there with the Scooby Doo yep. franchise. But I, I just I felt like Matthew Lillard just overdid it a bit at the end you know i know he's crazy and everything but i just felt like it was a bit overboard and and i've always felt that every time i watch it i just felt like eh, just dial it down a little bit i just felt it's just a bit much no i love matthew lillard i thought i thought he played stew especially uh in the kitchen scene i just thought it was great i thought it was really over the top i mean his mind has snapped it was he was a serial killer and he's just jacked up, and I, I love I love that one. Where he's going, yeah, you know, he's got his arms raised, ready to get stabbed. Just freaking great. He's drawing all over the place. I I I gotta agree with Mark. I do like Matthew Lillard in this. I always I will still laugh every time where he says, "My mom's gonna be so, so mad, mad at me." Yeah. <laughs> no, I wish that it dialed back just down to that level a little bit, or maybe a yeah. little above that. He gets so out there for me. Yeah. But no, that, that no, that, that's why I like him better than Jamie Kennedy because I did feel like he had some moments that were that were were good and and he had some good com- comedic moments. Yeah. I will I will side with you though on Jamie Kennedy. I I just don't care for the guy. <laughs> yeah, just I felt like all of his delivery is just flat. It's it's nothing from from the very first Jerry Lewis impression at the very beginning of the movie on it just it set the tone. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I I just related with them because of horror movies and you know, I I love the scene and when annoying. Uh, he's he's in blockbuster video and he you know, he's going, everybody's a suspect. I don't know. I I liked him in it. But uh, that one scene at the end where uh, Matthew Lillard is, uh, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. And then uh, Billy grabs the phone. Skeet Ulrich grabs the phone and, th- and throws it. He didn't mean to hit uh, Stu, Matthew, over the head. That was by accident. And that was an improv line. Where he's going, ah, you hit, hit, fucking hit me with the phone, dick. That was improv. And they kept uh, it in. Huh. Great. Well, and uh, I think when she jumps out of the closet and hits, mm. it, hits Skeet Ulrich with the, with the bro- or not broom. Umbrella. Umbrella. That he, the second one is a real scream because she missed, they had like a padding under his shirt and she hit it the first time. But then the second time when she hit him. She basically hit up by his collarbone and missed the padding altogether, and like really laid into him. And and he actually yeah. that scream that he has there was a a real uh, pain. Yeah. Yeah, and you could see the umbrella like really hit him. I mean, it oh was yeah, hard. It was hard. So yeah, that was a fun reaction, a real reaction to see. I guess you could say. Can we talk about Dewey a little bit? He is the epitome of the bumbling cop. He is. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Watch him without thinking of scary movies. The scary Doofy. movie with Doofy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just makes me think of that every time. But yeah, the the thing uh, I know this is going to sound really pedantic, but I I was really bothered with just how irresponsible he is with a firearm in his hand. Like when the phone rings at uh, when Sydney's at uh, Stewie's mom's place. And it's the killer on the other end of the phone, and they they yell for Stewie. He comes running out. Um, by the way, I have my own show and tell here. This is a Beretta 92 FS. This Holy is what crap. both the killers used in the first uh, 
We should do a screenshot movie. of Joe holding up a gun while we're sitting Someone here. take a picture. But uh, this is what the and when 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 uh, Dewey is running around, he's got his finger on the trigger as he's running around his mom's house with nothing but civilians. And he's supposed to have his finger out straight as to not accidentally shoot somebody. And this is a trained police officer. Well, I mean, but, he's Dewey, though. But this this is the weapon, the, the exact model of the weapon that they used in the first one, both the killers. What I thought mm. was odd is parts 2, 3, and 4, they switch to a Glock 17, and then they go back to the 92 FS in part 5. Jeez, so, Joe. <laughs> That's Joe. impressive. <laughs> I noticed guns. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but that was great when he uh, grabs the phone. He has the most awkward, hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah David Arquette, I, I mean, he's just, he's basically the heartbeat of the Scream franchise, I think. The, the most likable. Because yeah. I, I got to be honest, um, I, I like Sydney, but after a few of the movies, I'm kind of tired of her. Kind, kind of like tired of Sydney. I just kind of want her to be off, to, you know. And she's and, not necessary. She's not necessary. She's really yeah, not. It, it they did they don't give much for her character, you know. I think it's just basically she's the exact same in every single movie. She just looks older, and there's not. Not a huge change. I, I guess that's sort of true for the other characters as well, but she's the main main character, so there should be, you know, something more to her, and 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 some sort of like you should. I mean, she's been through some trauma, and you see that trauma in Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, but you don't really see it with her. I mean, I guess, but not really. I mean, she seems pretty put together, even in this last one. She looks pretty put together, you know, and she definitely looks like she's had a lot less work done than some of the other then, Oh my gosh, but, yeah, Courtney Cox. Just watching Courtney Cox, the beautiful Courtney Cox in the original Scream, she's just magnificent, and then you just see her... Well, oh, I mean, I, you know, people I loved, age, I loved her, but, in, but she did work on her face. Yeah, um, the, in her Scream 4, were, it's yeah. just insane, and then you know, Scream Five, Scream. Uh, I I couldn't get past her her makeup job. You know, just her what she her hairstyles are are funny. What, what is it? Part the three. Bangs. She has like part a, three. Whoa. She has the bangs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and she hated she hated her hairstyle. She doesn't like talking about it in part three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I it didn't, see why. didn't quite work. Yeah, because no. they were too thin. Like that. But if you're gonna have that Betty Page. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be like a curtain. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be just a thick, you know, whatever. But um, but yeah, that a sort of look at the three of us just some... uh, talking about women's <laughs> hairstyles. <laughs> yeah. Are um, receding hairlines? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what do we have to say about that? Because boy, well, we've we've shot through a whole hour uh, just on Scream One. What 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 are your thoughts? You know, I, I don't think we need to do deep dives on all of the rest. And, uh, you know, but if you have interesting things to say, that's fine. But but in terms of the others, I what, well, before we get into each one, what are your thoughts? What is your favorite sequel? What's your what's your favorite sequel? Scream 4. Scream 4? I would. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would have to agree. And I I hadn't seen Scream 4 until last week, ever. Yeah, yeah. same here. Yeah. I, what about you, Matt? Uh, it would... It's pretty close between Scream 4 and Scream 5 to me. I liked this newest one quite a bit. Um, I didn't... I don't think I'd seen Scream 4 until the... You know, when, when did that one come out? That was like 2000... 2011. 2011. 2011. I, I hadn't seen that one ever. And I... Scream 3, I'm not even... I'm not certain that I had seen Scream 3. If I had, I, I didn't remember. That's the one that was in L.A., right? Or was that Scream 4? No, no, no that's Scream 3, 3 was in L.A., Hollywood. Yeah, yeah with the Hollywood. By far right. The worst. Least yeah. yeah. Oh, by far. Yeah, no. I, it's I, garbage. I mean, it's not, well, not I don't garbage. Really, I wouldn't garbage. say it's garbage, but it's not as good as the others. It's, it's well, the most Scooby-Doo movie. When Jay and Silent Bob are waiting yeah. in line to go to the movie set, yeah. you know you can set the mood right there. And I love yeah. Kevin Smith, but yeah, yeah, that's just hit the, why uh, the do, only why why did that even happen? How did that even get on screen? I don't know. Why did they need Carrie Fisher, Fisher. in the movie? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, there was no need. Oh, for it. they oh, they were just yeah. trying to be meta to be meta. But Carrie Fisher isn't really a callback to any horror movies. I don't think she's ever been in a horror movie that I can think of. That yeah, it would under have made the rainbow. Sense. Huh? Un- under the rainbow with oh, yeah. Chevy Chase. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's a, horror a horror movie. movie. Yeah, no, well, it's a horror movie. Horrible movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. But, but they there's I can't think of it. It would have been made more sense to have them bring a scream queen in, maybe, or sure. try to get Jamie Lee Curtis to do it if she would, which she probably wouldn't have at that point. But but it, it just didn't, yeah, that didn't make any sense to me at all. But And they were just, I think at that point they were pulling out anything to feel like they were being as meta as the series is supposed to be. But I, I also didn't understand why would they suddenly in episode or number three introduce this Martha Meeks character, Randy's younger sister? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... I, I mean, she's in part five, which I, I can see that. I get that part. Mm-hmm. But why introduce her now? And what the hell was she doing on the movie lot? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. It, she seemed pretty young. And she obviously clearly went by herself. And, I mean, I it was just to put Randy in part three. That's basically because there was such an upset of Randy dying in part two. Not on my part. Oh, I was heartbroken when that happened in part two. Come on, guys. Oh, it was it was so sad. I, I wasn't sad about that either, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't I I don't I don't know. Were people really heartbroken at the time or was it were you just Yeah, upset? do us a, do us just a, mark. No, no. Because no, that was nineteen ninety seven. I don't think anybody was that attached to him. Yeah, yeah. Randy was like one of the favorites, like for for the audience. Randy was one of the favorites, and uh, yeah, yeah, it, I, I was hard. For, I was, I was pissed off. It's like, how are they going to continue going into part three without Randy? I mean, he he was like the voice of of the audience with being such a big fan of horror films. I mean, he was the voice. Well, they didn't. They did bring him back for part three. Yeah, they did bring him back for and part he, three. And he fulfilled. <laughs> Basically, exactly. You know what I I did think that they missed an opportunity on with part five was reboots. Like that's what's going on in this in this day and age are horror movie reboots. 
and they didn't even do it. Like, you know, they didn't, uh, they didn't really make that their theme, which it seemed like a no brainer. So it was a requel. They're, they're well, talking requel. about requels. Yeah, they talked about a requel. Requels but, and But they fandom. didn't really go into it, and they. And I, I felt like there was a lot more material there in terms of reboots. And a, 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 a Randy-like character could have used that, which would, could have been any of those young people that were in Part 5, could have been the Randy-type character. In fact, it was that one girl, I think, right? The girl Yeah, it was... was, it was... It was uh, the African American, uh, the, yeah. the girl with the with the big frizzy poofy hair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Randy's, 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 Randy's niece. niece. Right. Randy's niece. Right. And she, she could have been that character. She could have been, you know talked about reboots or whatever. But I, I felt like there was more material there that they they didn't do. But speaking of the reboot guys, so what what, what were your thoughts on it? I thought I it was enjoyed good. it. Yeah, I like. I, I loved the blood. I loved the special effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I liked it too. I, I think uh, it's probably my fourth, fourth though. It's, it's kind of up there. Um, not it. I liked it. It, it, it was, it was fun to watch. I thought it was uh, clever in some moments, but. Um, I really didn't think they needed to bring back uh, Cindy in this. Um, no, I mean I think they they do because she she actually is I think a fan favorite. But I I think you know they're I I would I was kind of expecting. Well, I guess I can't say anything because it is new, so I don't want to give out any spoilers. There were some things that I thought were going to happen that didn't happen. I did like a certain thing that happened in the movie that I felt raised the stakes, which maybe a few of the sequels didn't have because they, you know, the, yeah, part two, they kill Randy. But after that, that, you know, I didn't, you never really felt that nervous that anybody was going to die. So I, I did feel like they did something that raised the stakes in this movie a little bit and caused you to be a little more invested and so I liked that, and I thought that the cast was all pretty good, but I didn't, I I guess, how do I word this without spoiling? It was a predictable, it was predictable. That's all, all I'm going to say, is that I found it predictable. I do like that gag or bit about, you know, like somebody's looking in the refrigerator and then yeah, that was door, really you expect good. Somebody, they just kept going on and on and on. You just kept waiting yep. for it. I did that enjoy was, that. that. Yeah, that, that, that was that, tense. That whole yeah. trope of somebody <laughs> opening a refrigerator and then closing it. Filling and somebody the entire there, scene. And, and you're yeah. expecting yes. that to be there. And they they even had the music swell up a little bit yep. to like yeah. make you think somebody's going to be there. Yeah. That's that, like sticking your hand in, in a hole. That's that's one of those, my like, oh gosh, don't <laughs> don't open the door. Don't stick your hand in that hole. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah it was <laughs> super tense. <laughs> yeah. Ju- actually, Mark, uh, you need to watch... What what was the movie that had uh, people sticking their hands in holes? Caveat. No, not caveat. What was the? Uh, I I think it was one that I told you to watch that I liked, and I don't think you liked it, but it was a slasher. Oh, Hell Hellfest. Hellfest. Oh, the one that yeah. the one that's set in, uh, in a theme park. Yeah, at a theme park for Halloween or whatever. That but the whole movie that. is about sticking hands no, in holes. Well, of course, that would be a horrible movie, Mark. But part of it does have That'd that. Be scary. I don't know, Mark. I think you're onto something. Yeah, Let's make hey, a movie. make a movie Ugh. about hands and holes. 
Yeah, starring Mark Piscini. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Um, your eye in the hole. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not going to make those kind of movies. Cut up butts. Glory holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um. So, but I. What was the other thing I was going to say? I liked about that movie. Oh, the the new one. You know, I like I said, I I felt like there were at least somewhat raised stakes. Yeah. And and I and I I thought, but I did feel like I knew exactly who the killer and or killers no, they was fooled me. or were. I, did, I wasn't fooled at all. And I think, really? Joe, you said the same thing. Neither was I. Really? Yeah. You I guys, like, right away? Right yeah. away? Well, that, you know, I like these movies because every one of them, the first time you see them, now that you know what the deal is, yeah. that's that's what I go into this movie trying to do is the, the minute the first frame comes up, I'm like, all right, who is it? This person? And yeah. I'm ruling people out. It's my own yeah. little investigation. Yeah. I just, I... I picked who I thought it would be, and I was right. Yeah, me too. Wow. Uh, and and they were, and I felt like they didn't really do much to make it seem not obvious, really. You know, especially with one of them. Uh, and and so I kind of was like, well, that's obviously not that person. But then it turned out that one of them was. But anyway, uh, I don't want to say too much about that. But it's hard to get talk about it without spoiling. But and this is such a new movie. I, I, I think we're going into physics, but yeah, but oh, it's, physics. Can, yeah. can we talk about physics on the height of Ghostface and how tall yeah, these no. people really are? Yeah, yeah they, no. they, throughout they, the whole franchise. Throughout yeah, the whole that's franchise, been an issue yeah. with the whole franchise. Yeah. yeah. Well, I doesn't think make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because when you think about it, and how strong well, they are, and how they scream can, for Ju- Ju- uh, Julia Roberts' niece or whatever. What's her name? Emma. Yeah, Emma Roberts. When She's when not at all the same height. Yeah. When you see a character that weighs 600 pounds and is 98 years old, you could probably rule out that that's not the killer. Right. But they seem to ignore that in in lesser extremes. Yeah. Throughout the franchise. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's and then the killers in part 3 or part 4 uh, yeah, they were completely different heights, I think, or different builds at least. I don't know. Those guys the 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 what's the nerdy guy? I guess he's not that much bigger than McCullen, but yeah, M- Rory. Culkin, Rory, Rory Culkin. McCulkin, yeah. yeah. So, anything else about Scream? Because I do have a trivia. Um, I like Hayden Panettiere. Kirby for yeah, she was great. In I was kind of hoping she would have come back in, in part four? five, but oh, I can't spoil it. Uh, well, can I? There's no, no, I, don't, don't spoil. But who I'll is tell you off the air. who was Kirby? I don't remember now. Han, uh, Hayden Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, she was uh, the one at the beginning of the movie driving her car way too fast and drove right by Dewey. She's the one on the phone, just re- just ripping like. She like knew all the horror movies. All the horror movies. She, yeah, she's ripping it. I don't remember it. now. I don't remember. How could her. you forget her? She's beautiful. I I don't know. She was the cheerleader in Heroes. Yeah. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. Oh, okay. Yeah, I still don't remember in part four though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a really, really intense scene where um, the McCollum boys uh, tied up, just like uh, uh, Steve at the beginning of uh, the original. And uh, he's asking the questions like, uh, 
what what was uh, Jason Voorhees, you know, weapon and what was uh, Freddy Krueger's weapon and Michael Myers. And she's just she's just killing it left and right. And then there's uh, uh, when reboots, they bring up reboots in part four. And then she just starts just naming all the reboots. Just Is one she the one that's the other. Sh- short haired? Yes. Yes. Short oh, okay. Hair. OK. All yeah. right. OK. All right. Anything else? Um, I would like to say that I loved the opening of part four. Yeah. With the um, the dive into stab six and then stab seven and, the, you know, over and over and over again. Um, that one threw me for a loop the first time I saw that. I really enjoyed that. I'm glad. Yeah, they had yeah. three openings. Seen that. Yeah. yeah. Anna Paquin Smoking and uh, Kristen Bell, mm-hmm. you know, were in one of them. Uh, I yeah. enjoyed that. That was great. Yeah, that yep. was really cool. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Dempsey was supposed to be in part four as Sydney's husband, but uh, couldn't do do it uh, due to scheduling. I think he was doing Grey's Anatomy or something like that. He's been off Grey's Anatomy for a while. For well, part I mean, four, that was two thousand eleven. Yeah, he was supposed to be. That he show was supposed was still to be on, in it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. With Scream Four, it was like a different feel with uh, the filming because Wes uh, wanted it to see more of a reboot or a remake. So uh, he made the film a lot brighter, lots of glares in uh, Part Four. I'm ready for the trivia. All right, but what Joe. kind of trivia is it going to be? Is it going to be just horror movies like Scream, or is it redoing Scream trivia? What? Well, I'm assuming it's Scream trivia. Is it horror movies like Scream or Scream trivia? Is that what yeah. you asked? Well, it's, yeah, no. It, I mean, it's as always. It's it has to do with the theme. Okay. Oh, I thought I thought we were just doing like animated kids Halloween movie trivia. Well, that's right. Yeah. Because we talked about that earlier. Nope, it's yeah. Jamie Kennedy trivia. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I'm just gonna mute myself. Oh, all right. So. People And what I need you guys to do real quick, if you can, is get a piece of, because one of the questions I need you to hold your answers up. So get a piece of paper and something to write with, because ladies and gentlemen, this is Scream Trivia. And I don't know what kind of music you want in here, Joe, but whatever you've got, uh, it had better be good. And I'm I thinking Red Right Hand, maybe, something like that, you know? I was thinking Wheel of Fortune theme song, but whatever. You know, I'm up for suggestions. All right. <laughs> uh, maybe Match Game. <laughs> What's the song to Match Game? Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll put it in here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ooh, that, oh, 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 that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh. There we go. Wow. I haven't All right. thought of that so, song in a while. Guys, here's the rules, Joe. Uh, and Mark New rules Your voice Or actually I'm sorry Your name There's certain rules <laughs> There are rules You don't know the rules uh, Your name is your buzzer So I am going okay. In most of these Not all There's one that's going to be a little different But in most of these I am going to Read the question Right And you chime in with your name and answer the question. So if I know the answer, I just say Mark, and then you call on me, and then I I say the answer. Exactly. If, am I going to be allowed to do a... <laughs> you guys... <laughs> okay. Next time I do a trivia, I won't make it so complicated. No, no, you're, yours... Mark, I want you to... Yours are a gem. I want you to roll with whatever ideas you get, because they're always golden fodder yeah. for us. I, okay. I don't expect to pass Mark's trivia without a master's thesis. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
without a YouTube video. Right. We should do YouTube how-to videos to get Mar- through Mark's, Mark's trivia. Mark's yeah. going to start giving TED Talks next. <laughs> how to do my trivia. Okay. Number one of Scream Trivia. Yeah. The setting for the Scream movies is Mark. a fictional... Mark. Wood Sparrow. No! No. Oh, damn it. Joe, would you like me to finish the question? Yes, please. The setting for the Scream movies is a fictional town named Woodsboro, which is set in which state? Uh, Joe. Yeah. Is it Ohio? No! No. Mark. You already lost. You already it was California. California. Hmm. So that just a reminder to you might want to listen Wait. to the end of the question because I have some tricks ones too. Right. <laughs> Number two. In the original film, who plays the character of Casey? Mark. Joe. Joe. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore is correct. That would be one point for the Joe Meister. There's no cheating in this. I'm keeping score. Let's see, Joe. One point. And that's one point for Joe. All right. Number three. The killers, or killer... Quiz Casey about which two horror movies? Joe. Joe. Um, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street? No! No. Mark. Yes. Does does the first warm-up question count? Because the first one's a warm-up If you agree that... If, what do you mean? He warm needs up? an answer, Mark. Okay. He needs an answer, Mark. Just, okay, what so, are the two? Okay, so name, it's... Name two movies. It's Friday 13th and uh, Halloween. Very good. Ding, ding, ding. Mark gets one point. It's one-to-one now. Oh, this is a nail-biter. All right, <laughs> number four. <laughs> in the original, a song played on the background of the first scene in Sydney's bedroom. Mark. Yes, Mark? Oh, brain fart. Uh, Joe. Go, go, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, would you like me to finish the question? Yes, now? if you could yeah. finish the question. A I song played it. in the background of the first scene in Sydney's bedroom, which was an homage to another classic horror film. Name the song, and then name the film that it was an homage oh to. Oh, I only know part of it. Uh, Don't Fear the Reaper was the song. Fear the Reaper. Um, I'm going to say Halloween again. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Point for Joe. Got to let you finish the question. Fear the Reaper, and the movie was Halloween. And a bonus point, and this could be open to either of you, name the scene in Halloween in which they played the song Fear the Reaper. Joe. Yes. When Lori's in her bedroom, uh, right before she looks out the window and sees Michael no. Myers in the laundry room? No! no! Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, Mark, yeah. hazard, hazard a guess. Uh, when she's when Lori's downstairs in uh, the living room. No! no! It was in the car. Uh, they're listening to it on their way to babysitting. Ah. Uh. Can I get a recap on the point total again now? Uh, It was Mark, or Joe, two, Mark, one. 
Oh, so I only got one point for that two-part question? Yes. No. It's five. It's, it's... <sighs> Which horror movie icon has a cameo appearance in the original Scream? Mark. Yes, Mark. Linda Blair. Good job, Mark. Waiting for you to finish the question? Yeah. <laughs> Number six. Actor Joseph Whip played Sheriff Burke in the original Scream. He also played a police officer in which other horror classic? Joe. Yes. Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes. <sighs> nice, Joe. Number seven. Who is the first person in the series to utter the word ghost face? Mark. Yes. That would be Rose McGowan uh, Tatum. Very good. It is now three to three. Number eight. Which installment is the only film in the original franchise? That's And all of these questions are going to be about one through four, by the way. Uh, I didn't do this for five. Uh, I'm sorry. Which number was that? <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Number eight, which installment is the only film in the original franchise to feature one killer? Mark. Mark. Uh, Part three. Yeah. Yep. Four to three, Mark. Number nine, name the killer or killers in each of the first four Scream movies. This is worth four points. Now, wait, wait. This is where you guys need to write down your answers, and you're going oh, to show them to no, me. No, this is going to be tough after a little bit. Joe, what are you looking at? Um, Do, 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 Hang on. do, do. I'm almost do, done. Do, 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 do. It's four to three, Mark. You want you want character names, not actor names, right? Character character names, yeah. Oh. Yeah, then I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. done. Yeah. All right. So you'll get a point. Uh, each of you will get a point for every name that you come up with. Okay, I'm, I mean, I'm And ready. I will accept Mrs. or Mr. or whatever if you need to. Don't give it to. away. Don't give it away, Matt. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Do you want me to go I, first? And I will accept a first name or a last name. It doesn't have to be the full name or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh. Okay. Are you guys done? Yeah. Go ahead and hold your papers up and let me see. Uh, closer to the camera, I can't... Okay, Mar Okay, Joe, you say Stu, Billy, Mrs. Loomis, and Mickey. That would be worth one, two, three, four. And Mark, hold it back a little bit. There we go. Billy, Stu, Mickey, Miss Loomis. Scott Foley, he's, that's the actor's name, the director. No, I needed the character. Uh, go ahead. And what do you have? Emma Roberts? I got, I got Emma, Emma Roberts, Roberts and, and Rory McCulkin. McCulkin. Yeah, no. So you each got four. One, two, three, four. So no, really, no, there was no separation on that question. The a correct answers were, of course, in the first one, Billy Loomis and Stu Mocker. 
Number t- on second one in part two, it was Mickey and Mrs. Loomis, or you could have said Debbie Salt. Part three, Roman Bridger. Mm. Part Roman. four was Jill Roberts and Charlie Walker. Charlie, dang it. Number ten, the killer Mickey Altieri was portrayed by Timmy Timothy Oliphant in which Scream movie? Mark, Joe, Mark. Scream two. That is correct. Number eleven. Every and there are seventeen questions. Every killer has an... I'm sorry. I misspelled this. Sorry. There we go. Every killer has a go-to iconic weapon. Joe. Which... Mark. Or Joe. Knife? A specific kind of knife. What kind of knife? Uh, I would not... Bowie knife. Hold on, hold on. Bowie knife. I would like uh, Matt to finish uh, the question so I can go in there. Which kind of knife is used primarily by Ghostface? I let me think about this one. Uh, I'm going to give it to Joe unless Mark can be more specific. Hunter's knife. Yep, that's right. Well, that that is a Bowie knife. It is kind of, but you want me? You want me to go get one? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you both one there. <laughs> both of you get a point there. Number twelve. In all five movies, the voice of Ghostface is provided by which voiceover actor? Oh, uh, Joe. Yes. Um, Roger Jackson. That is correct. It is now ten to nine. Well done, Joe. In the opening scene, Casey is cooking. More specifically, she's cooking Jiffy. Go ahead. Jiffy Pop. No! Joe, would you like me to finish Damn the question? It. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. In the opening scene... <laughs> I, you know, I, I feel bad, Mark, because I purposefully wrote these questions <laughs> so that to, to, uh, to set you off on your... Because you do jump on questions quite a bit. Uh, Joe, in the opening scene... There was an airplane going over. Joe, in the opening scene, Casey is cooking. More specifically, she's cooking Jiffy Pop brand. What happens to the Jiffy Pop to make the smoke detection? Oh, come on! It catches on fire? (laughs) That's brutal. You're against me. You're against me. (laughs) I'm not, Mark. (laughs) Yes, you are. You're literally setting up the questions to... Make me lose. <laughs> this, this is Final Destination all over again. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There are certain rules, Mark, if you're going to do my rules. Yeah. Yeah, Listen to the, the question. question. <laughs> Fine. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, hey, I'll Jamie Kem- Kennedy up in this bitch. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I get a point for that? Joe, you do. It is now tied yeah. 10 to 10. Number 14. <laughs> oh, God, that made me laugh. <laughs> Wes Craven makes a cameo appearance as one of his iconic horror killers. What job is he Joe. doing? Joe. Janitor. Yes. I would have accepted mopping as well. Number 15. Jamie Kennedy's character of Randy gives three rules for surviving a horror film. Name them in order. Mark. Go ahead. 
We're talking about the first one, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, in order. Yes. You can't have sex. Okay. Can't do drugs or alcohol. Right. Three is... Oh, you can't stay. A... I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Good job, Mark. I thought Mark was going to have a bowel movement on that one. <sighs> well, now it was tied. in order. He wanted it in order. I mean, that's... 11 and 11. I had to go through the whole monologue. Number 16. Which painter inspired the ghost face mask? Joe. Joe. Edvard Monk. Very good. Nice, Joe. And, oh, shoot. How did we get... Okay. Number 17. Which real-life serial killer inspired Kevin Williamson to write the screen... Joe, Mark. The Gainesville Murders. Uh, can you say the name of the killer? Not necessarily his name, at li- either his name or the the moniker he was known as. No. No! Joe. Joe. The Gainesville Slasher? No. No! It was the Gainesville Ripper. Mark, I'm going to hmm. give you half a point. Joe wins 12 to 11 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what jet mark i'm gonna give you a point that was a tie uh and i don't have another question i thought i m- mapped this out well enough to have a tiebreaker but i guess i didn't i don't know how that ha- oh how did that happen we can't we can't we can't go with a tie how did that happen 12 to 12 let me let me look back here part one number one joe got for california right so that would be one point for Joe. Uh, two, who said Drew Barrymore? I did. Joe? Who got Friday the 13th and Halloween? Me. Mark. Number four was uh, Fear the Reaper Halloween. Joe got that, right? And no. didn't get yep. the bonus. Uh, who got Linda Blair? I did. All right. Who got Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, Joe did. On, on, uh, oh, the, the guy who played Sheriff also the, played it. Yeah, the Sheriff. Joe got yeah, that yeah. one. Uh, number seven, who was the first person? Mark got Rose it's McGowan. Be fascinating for us. <laughs> yeah, they're going to love it. Uh, which installment is the only film in the original franchise to one killer? I think Mark got that. Yeah. And then you both got four for part nine. Yeah. Uh, who got Mickey Altieri? I did. Uh, the hunting knife. I gave I you did. each that point, right? Joe got Roger that, L. Jackson. That, you know what? That that one's bullshit. Cause <laughs> what? It's a Bowie knife. It's a hunter's knife. I. They, they everywhere I've looked or and read, they call it a hunting knife, but a Bowie knife is a hunting knife. So, yeah, uh, it burns. Joe got that one. The janitor. Joe got. Mark got the order. Joe got Edward Munch, and Mark got the Gainesville killer. Oh, Joe wins nine to eight. 
fine. <laughs> Congratulations, Nine Joe. Eight. Sorry. Congratulations. I, I, I don't know how I miscounted that. My brain is not working tonight. Just fantastic. What am I, 0 and 8 now? <laughs> yeah, somewhere around in there. <sighs> Come on. Set you know, up questions for me to lose. I did. I, 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 that I, Jiffy I, Pop, that Jiffy Pop was ridiculous. <laughs> what? The, the question was this. No, you set up the question for me to jump on it. And you knew that it was going to be, oh, yeah, what happens to the popcorn? Yeah, burns. I I think when, when I make questions from now on, it's going to be like, Michael Myers' mask was tailored after uh, Leonard or uh, William Shatner. We all know that. What's two plus two? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the, the, the popcorn one was... In the opening scene, Casey is cooking. More specifically, she's cooking Jiffy Pop brand. What happens to the Jiffy Pop to make the smoke detector go? So bad. It's so bad. I had told you, though, earlier, like, I know, listen to I the know. whole question. I'm not being a sore loser. I'm just, it's, it seems a little one-sided <laughs> hey, towards Joe. I want, to, um, I want to announce a little bit of trivia that I found out during doing research for this film. David Arquette owns the rights to Bozo the Clown. Yeah. yeah I just found right. out about that. Yeah. That's utterly amazing. Yeah. David Arquette grew up in Evanston, Illinois, watching Bozo the Clown his whole life. Yeah. And the, the rights were held by some entertainment company for like 24 years. And I think it was just last year David Arquette bought the rights. Wow. How much and he for? wants to? I don't know. But he wants to make like a uh, Bozo the Clown museum someday showcasing like all the different, you know, like Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, you know, there's been so many different bozos throughout the years. Yeah. So. Oh, that's Some right. drugs, that's... some not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd like to thank Nick for tipping me off to that bit of trivia. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Thank you, Nick, yeah. for that info. Do a bozo to clown horror movie. All right. Well, uh, my it is my choice next, and I am choosing the Saw franchise. So dun, we will dun, be watching dun. Saw. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Saw, but my buddy Iski has been requesting it for quite some time and it's about time to do it. So uh I do I love the first movie. And yeah, the first there's one's diminishing great. returns after that, I think. But it'll be interesting to go through them. I, I haven't watched most of probably I think after three, I don't think I've watched any of them. So it'll be Me too. Oh it'll be I cool to Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. I it'll be cool to, to catch up on them and, and check them out. So that will be next time. So anyway, hope you guys are having a great new year. 2022. 2022. And uh, I hope it's better than 2021 anyway. And I guess we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. It's all rigged.
cut it, cut it off. Here's the damn soup. So bad. It's so bad.